Welcome to another Solid Rock Church podcast by Bishop Larry Ragland, Senior Pastor of Solid Rock Church. For more information and content, please visit solidrockchurch.com. We hope that you enjoy this podcast and you have a blessed day. Is an English word translation of the word harpezo, which harpezo is the original Greek word that is in caught up. Caught up is the word harpezo. And harpezo means in the original Greek to snatch away, catch away uh, by force. In other words, grab you and pull you out. That's what it means. So we just, it's just an English word of what's in the Bible. The rapture is in the Bible. It's just not that word's in the Bible. But what rapture means is in the Bible. Then we were alive and remain, shall be caught up together, and with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And thus shall we be with the Lord. Therefore, comfort one another with these words. See, we used to comfort one another with, with our hope. The Bible calls it our blessed hope. The rest of the story is, is the G, that Jesus is not going to leave us down here to fend for ourselves when the Antichrist is released and all that. We have a hope. We're supposed to comfort one another. Listen, we gotta, we got to suffer through some things down here, go through some things down here, but this is not the end. The rest of this, by the way, by the way, it, it, when we die in Christ, that's not the end of our story. We just read our story keeps getting wrote because, number one, we're with the, our spirit man's with the presence of the Lord. But number two, the Bible just said, we that are dead, that those that are dead in Christ shall rise first. Our story is long over, not over, when we die. Am I preaching good? The rest of the story of Jesus is the battle of Armageddon. That's a part of Jesus. Watch this. The Bible tells us, if you, if you, if you, you know, you don't have to believe this. A lot of people don't believe this. Some people are pre-trib. Some people are mid-trib. Some people are post-trib, which means you, some people believe you're going to be raptured before the tribulation. Some believe in the middle of the tribulation. Some believe we're going to have to go through the tribulation. I'll be honest with you. I don't care what you believe. I know what I believe. I'm a pre-tribulation because I don't, the Bible tells us that the wrath of God is not reserved for the saints. That's what it says, the wrath of God. And the tribulation period, at the very least, the last part of the last three and a half years of the tribulation period is the wrath of God. I believe if you study the first three and a half years, it's the wrath of God as well. I believe the seven-year tribulation period is the wrath of God. And the Bible clearly says it is not reserved for the just but the unjust. So it's not reserved for the ch- children of God. So you can believe whatever you want to believe. And by the way, you know, hey, if you want to stay here, you can. They, they're going to need somebody to talk about Jesus, Okay. You know what I'm going to be doing? I'm going to be sitting up there at the marriage supper of the Lamb, eating some little Debbie snack cakes with no carbs. Hey, if he's wiping away every tear in heaven, you got to know he's wiping away every carb. Come on, Jesus. If you're pre-tribulation, this is what you believe. If the rapture was to take place right now, it's sad to say this. I started to say, everybody in this room will be gone. And as soon as I was about to say that, God said, you can't say that because you don't know that. If your heart is not right with God, wouldn't you hate to be that one, all of a sudden we all disappear, and you're just sitting there? Someone has to write a book about being left behind. It'd probably be a good movie. Now, 
You know who I think would be a great person to play the main character in a godly movie? Nicolas Cage. What a great idea. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. One guy who's a professed atheist, another guy that's professed something else. That's all I'm going to say. Great, great idea. Nicholas Cage, man. Great idea. Let's do it. Let's make it happen. Let's start a, let's start a crowd me, grow fund me. What is it called? <laughs> crowd me. <laughs> I think I just put like three websites together into one. Yeah, shoot him with a finger pistol. Just look at your neighbor and shoot him with a finger pistol and tell him it's all good. All right. So, <laughs> stop laughing. Rapture takes place. We all go to heaven. Then it begins something called the seven-year tribulation period. At the end of the seven-year tribulation period, I hate to bust all y'all's bubble, if the rapture takes place right now, we get to go to heaven for seven years max. What? Because at the end of the, trust me, you're not going to want to stay because what makes heaven special is Jesus. At the end of the seven years, the Bible said he stands up at the marriage supper of the Lamb. Praise God. He stands up and he, he walks over to a white horse and mounts the white horse. And he says, y'all, y'all coming with me? And the Bible says, all the hosts of heaven, my God, the angels and, the, and us too, we mount the white horses as well. Because down here on the earth at the end of the tribulation period, all the enemies of God have gathered themselves at the valley of Megiddo, known as the battle of Armageddon. And they've turned their guns on the remnant of God's people that are still there my God but God's not a man that he should lie he told Abraham your people will never cease to exist and the last remnant of the Jewish people who's chosen with Jesus the Messiah during the seven years is standing there about to be gunned down and killed but, but because God is a covenant God and he doesn't lie right before they're about to take out the last remnants of God the sky is going to open my God are you hearing me and all of a sudden Jesus is going to appear at the battle of Armageddon. Oh, are you hearing me? Woo! We don't come back to fight, baby, because the battle is not ours. The battle is the Lord. We come to watch it happen. We come to watch our God do His thing. Well, I don't believe that's in the Bible. Well, I've got 15 minutes. I'm going to read from the Bible. Then the sixth angel poured out his bowl, Revelation 16, on the great river Euphrates, and the river dried up so that the way of the kings from the east might be prepared. And I saw these unclean spirits like frogs coming out of the mouth of the dragon, out of the mouth of the beast, and out of the mouth of the false prophet. For these are the spirits and demons performing signs which go out to the kings of the earth and the whole, on the whole world to gather to the battle of the great day of the Almighty. That's the battle of Armageddon. Behold, I am coming as a thief. Blessed is he who watches and keeps his garments lest he walk naked and they see his shame and they gathered them together to the place in the Hebrew Armageddon. Revelation chapter 19 verse 11. Now I saw heaven open and behold a white horse and he who sat on him was called faithful and true. In his righteousness he judges and makes war. His eyes were like a flame of fire and on his head were many crowns. He had a name written that no one knew except himself. He was clothed with a robe dipped in blood and his name is called called the Word of God. Are y'all hearing me? 
And the armies in heaven clothed in fine linen, white and clean, followed him on white horses. And that's us, and that's the angels. Now out of his mouth goes a sharp sword, and that with it he would strike the nations, and he himself will rule them with a rod of iron. He himself treads the winepress of the fierceness of the wrath of Almighty God, and he has on his robe and on his thigh a name written, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Somebody praise Jesus. Somebody praise Jesus right now. Now, now, now give me just two more minutes. Watch this. How many knows his, his word can create, can speak to nothing, and nothing becomes something? His word can cause trees to come out of nothing. His word can carve rivers. His word can, can create miracles. But when he chooses to do it, his word can give life and can take life. The Lord gives and the Lord takes away. And God says, my vengeance, that's why I don't believe we're here. My vengeance is against the enemies of God and the prophets of God. And the sowing and reaping uh, that, that the Bible talks about, whatever you sow that shall you also reap, will have come. And at that moment, you have an entire army of people. Yes, they are human. Yes, they've been created in the image of God. Yes, the Lord loves them. But the difference between them and us is they have not only taken a mark on their right hand or their forehead but they have worshipped the beast and the image of the beast and they have accepted they have heard everything and they have accepted that they want that they have worshipped the image of the beast and the dispensation of grace has moved forward with the rapture of the church and they have sealed their doom and at that point the word of God the Bible opens up his mouth and the word of God comes out and in one word one utterance just the beginning of the forming of a word out of the mouth of our God destroys all of his enemies. You need to understand about, this, about our Jesus. Jesus is a shepherd. He ain't no blonde-haired, blue-eyed, lamb-toting sissy, though. But I'm going to tell you something about Jesus. He, he is a shepherd, but he is the ultimate warrior as well. Why you think he tells us when we get saved to put on his armor? He ain't just a shepherd, he's a soldier. Why does his vengeance come at that point? It is not for his vindication and for him. It is as a result of what they have done to his children. But the rest of the story don't end there yet. I got nine minutes. That gives me one minute. For announcements and offering. Can, I, can that be happening? Can I do announcements and offering in a minute? Hey, y'all don't tell them that I, that I really only got 10 minutes. That clock's wrong. Re Revelation chapter 20, watch this. Even, even then, the Armageddon is not the end of the rest. That's not the rest of the, rest of the story of Jesus. How many, how many awesome that we already know the rest of his story? It's awesome. Revelation chapter 20, verse 6 says, And I saw thrones, and they sat on him. And by the way, I heard that T-Mobile ring. That, I hope that's Jesus calling. I saw thrones, and they sat on them. Judgment was committed to them. Then I saw the souls of those who had been beheaded for the witness of Jesus, for the word of God, and who had not worshipped the image of it or his beast. And then I received the mark on their foreheads on their hands. And they lived and reigned with Christ for a thousand years thousand years but the rest of the dead did not live again until 
thousand years were finished. This is the first resurrection. Behold, blessed and holy is he who has part in the first resurrection. Over such a second death has no power. For they shall be priests of God and of Christ and shall reign with him for a thousand years. Watch this. At the end of the battle of Armageddon, we'll begin and usher in something known as the millennial reign. Where a thousand years, the Bible said the devil. This is the most awesome thing about the millennial reign. The devil himself will be captured and will be thrown into the bottomless pit. And the Bible says he will be shut up. Now, the King James says that to mean he's sealed and shut up. But every time I've ever read it, I've always just said, duct tape's going to be put on his mouth. He's going to be sitting in a chair in a room with one little incandescent light bulb hanging down. Duct tape to a chair and duct tape on his mouth with a handkerchief stuck in his mouth like one of them movies. And the devil's for a thousand years, I ain't got to hear his mouth. How many knows that feels like heaven? That feels like heaven right there. Just not have to hear that old loud mouth chirping, slew foot. But that's not the rest of the story. At the end of the thousand years, the devil will be loose for a little season to tempt those that are very elect, and then there'll be a battle, and then there'll be a refining. The earth will not go away. The earth will be refined by fire. And watch what happens. Here's... Here's the rest of the story. Revelation chapter 21. And I saw a new heaven and a new earth for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away. And there was no more sea. In other words, our atmospheric heavens are going to be different. It's going to revert back to the way it was. Clean, clear, full of moisture in the Garden of Eden. How many knows God is going to bring this earth back to the way it started? My God, I feel the Holy Ghost. There was no more sea. Then I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. I heard a loud voice from heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people. God himself will be with them and be their God. God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There shall be no more death, nor sorrow, nor crying. There shall be no more pain. And the former things have passed away. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost. Then he who sat on the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. And he said to me, Write these words are true and faithful. And he said to me, It is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. Somebody give the Lord a shout. The rest of the story of Jesus is our story. It's our Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We are the rest of his story. Woo! Oh, and let me just say, let me just say this. Let me just say this so we go in. Watch this. For years you've been told, and for years you've been believed, that when we get to heaven, he's going to wipe away our tears. That ain't what it said. Can you imagine the place where there'll be no more tears? No more pain, no more suffering, no more sickness, no more war. It's not the third heaven. It's right here on earth. God, In other words, God said, this earth shall be what I intended it to be from the beginning. When I said, let us make man in our image. His desire has always been to walk with man in the cool of the garden. And one day, he's going to walk with man again. And guess what? It ain't just going to be Adam. It's going to be all of us. We will live with God here on this earth. 
Get up on your feet and shout this to the top of your lungs. The rest of the story of Jesus. Say it again. The rest of the story of Jesus is me. Come on, give him praise. It's not about you. That's not what I mean. Not making you God. I'm just trying to tell you what matters to God is you. Everything he's ever done, everything he's ever created, everything that's ever planned, everything in the story of Jesus is about you and me and every human being that's ever lived and will ever live. Isn't that awesome? That the rest of the story of Jesus is us. Part of that plan, if you want to be with him, you want to live with him, you got to be right with him. So if you're here today and you don't know Jesus, as a personal say, I don't know what you know about Jesus. You know the story of Jesus. You live in Alabama. Everybody in Alabama knows about Jesus. I'm talking about do you know him as Lord and Savior? Do you know him as someone who has forgiven your sins because you've asked him to forgive your sins? If you don't know that, that's what this altar is for. This is not a stage. This We call it the extension. But when we were building this stage, we knew what we were building. This is an altar. This whole area. In, in fact, can I just tell you something? That aisle is an altar. Underneath that balcony is an altar. This house is an altar. This place is an altar before God. Because an altar, what is an altar? An altar is a place where things get cut, a things where things are dealt with, where things are repented of. So if you're here today and you say, I, I want to, I want to live for, with Jesus forever. I want the rest of the story of Jesus to include me, ruling and reigning with him, living with him, walking and living for eternity with him. But I'm not 100% sure of it right now that my heart is where it needs to be with God. If that's you, I want to take a few minutes for you to pray with you. Is there anybody that would come to these altars? Is there anybody? Always the first one opens the doors for others. Will you let God use you to be the first one? Thank God for this obedience. Come on. I know this is not all. Come on, give the Lord a praise. See, I told you. There's more coming. If you'll be obedient, there's more coming. There's more coming. There's more coming. There's more coming. Who's coming? Thank God. Thank you for obeying the Lord. Thank you for obeying the Lord. Anyone else? Anyone else? Anyone else? How awesome is it that the rest of the story of Jesus being written right now in your lives. Anyone else? All right. Church, would you stretch your hands towards these young men, these young women, men and women up here. Help me pray. I want to pray for you and then I'm going to lead you in a prayer. Father God, I know that this took guts, this took boldness, this took faith, God, for them to step out in this moment. Because the fact they're walking up here is a statement to you, God. It's a statement to you. It's a statement even to the devil. It's also a statement to their fellow brothers and sisters that there's things in their life they know is not right with God, but it's, it's too big for them to sit back and be ashamed to walk up here. They pushed through that and walked up here and doesn't care what anybody thinks about them because God, the most important thing to them is that they deal with this, that their heart is right with God. So as they stand here, Lord, 
Give them the faith to pray this prayer. Let it be intimate. Let it be personal. And let it not be something that just repeat the words of a preacher. But that they say these words from the depths of their heart to the God that they believe in, to the King of Kings, to you, Jesus. Your story is the greatest story ever told, ever written, ever will be. And we want to be a part of the rest of your story. So those that are standing up here and the church will help you pray, church, we always help them pray. Everyone say this out loud, but these that are up here in the front, you say it to God and not to me and not to even yourself. You say it out loud with your mouth, trusting that God is hearing every word you say. Let's pray. Father, in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ, we come today admitting there is sin in our lives, in my life. Jesus, I believe you are the Messiah. You came and died on the cross for my sins. You came back from the dead, and you are alive today. You are the only way for my forgiveness. So I ask you, Jesus, right now to forgive me of every sin I've ever committed. I surrender my life to you and to you alone. My past, my present, and my future are in your hands. I am a part of the rest of your story. From this day forward, I will not call myself a sinner. I am a child of God. I am forgiven. My name is in the Lamb's Book of Life. I am forgiven in Jesus' name. Give Him a shout of praise all over this house. Come on, 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 come on. Give it, give it, give it, give it. Hey, she's hey. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Give him a shout of praise. Now look, it's important. Those are up here, it's very important. Make a decision to be very positive about your faith. Be positive about your faith. Tell some people today, obviously these people that are here saw you, but tell somebody that you gave your life to Christ. You will never know what happens when you tell somebody that you gave your life to Christ. They may be ready to pray that prayer as well. So, Be bold in your faith. Pray, read your Bible. Be faithful to worship together with other brothers and sisters. Find you somebody to be accountable to. Let's do life together. You are in the body of Christ, and I'm proud of every one of you. Come on, give the Lord a praise right now. As they go back, fist bump them, high five them or something. Tell them you're proud of them. Tell them you're proud of them. Come on, come on, make sure everybody gets told that. Come on, don't you let them walk by you, church. Tell them you're proud of them. Tell them you're proud of them.